Hello, how are you? I'm good. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, it's a lovely, lovely Sunday afternoon. We've had oh. beautiful weather this weekend. Um, hot. Okay. Mm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like the perfect part of L.A. summer. Well, goody, goody gumdrops for y'all. Um, <laughs> it was hot as I don't know what this weekend. I went out mm. today to just get some groceries for mm-hmm. the week, and I regretted it immediately. <laughs> the moment you stepped out the front door. The moment I stepped out the front door, <laughs> I was like, this is a mistake. Because I was wearing, like, jeans, oh. a shirt. And like I had these, I bought these cute shorts last week. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh yeah. But I was like, I'm literally going to the grocery store and I'm coming right back home. I'm not putting in that much effort. Like literally jeans and a shirt. Kudos yeah. to you for getting in some jeans. If I look at my jeans right now, they're going to run in the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> Still same size. Sorry, I'm eating a little brownie, piece of brownie. But Still the same size, like Bravo. I have lost any weight, but I did get new jeans because my um, other jeans are, again, um, Cupcake is like, you need new jeans because these are super torn. Um, mm. So yeah, I just bought a couple of pairs of like nice jeans. Okay, good for you. And I will say like you and many other people, since being back in Atlanta, I have given some effort with my dress mm-hmm. um, because when I was away um, I don't think I wore like I wore the torn jeans but they were like they're super loose but I yeah I stayed in leggings like leggings yoga pants and t-shirts that was my mm-hmm. you know or like these little loose dresses that I wear because where was I going I was going from the my bedroom to the kitchen <laughs> to the right. sunroom to the living room so what yeah there's there's literally no reason to have anything else on yeah yeah so um i was like i'm gonna try to put in a little bit more effort and also like wear real pants so i haven't got i've like i said i put on jeans but not really like slacks or anything i have some closings coming up this month so I mm-hmm. think I might actually wear because I have these really cute like um like palazzo pants type, mm. but they're like kind of a little shorter, like capri type things. They're okay. very cute. So I think I might actually wear those. They are like the closest things to slacks that I wear. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not really a fits. pants person anyway, except for jeans. So I'm a dress person. Yeah, you're definitely, you're the dressiest dress person I know. (laughs) So I wear (laughs) jeans and dresses. That's kind of my wardrobe. Uh So um, 
Yeah. So, okay. We chatted. I was going to go into like my dinner, which was so good. But this is, hi, thanks for joining us. This is, hi. wait, tell me everything. Yes, it is. It's a podcast where we start off talking about just, you know, whatever. My name's Andrea. And I'm Kristen. And thank you for joining us. <laughs> thank you for joining us. Hey, you know what? This is our 80th episode. I know. Pew, 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 pew. It's very exciting. Very exciting. <laughs> confetti, confetti, yeah. sparklers. Yes. All 80. of that. All of those things. Pretty amazing. Um, so, yeah, I was just, um, I was just, I remember to look it up uh, before we started recording today. And um, I was like, oh, hey, because I thought we were close. I know so. this because, again, I never know what the title of the episode is going to be until I go to iTunes and, um, or, you know, Apple Podcasts Podcast. and take a look. Mm-hmm. And that's when I saw, I was like, oh, we're at episode 79. <laughs> I'm like, we're on the road to 100. I'm we so are. excited. I know. It's, it's like, so exciting. Awesome. You know what I was yeah. thinking? Um, one of these what days, it would be fun to do, because um, a few of my other favorite podcasts have been doing this, um, where people, um, listeners send in questions and we do like a Q&A. Mm-hmm. So I okay. thought. That might be a fun thing. Yeah, we don't, never get any questions because mainly the people asking are our friends, and so they just kind of group text us. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is true. So, okay. Um, but that might be fun because we do have our little email set up and everything. So um, maybe yeah, we can yeah. set that up for an upcoming episode because that would be a fun. You know how to get into that? You know how to get in that? Yeah, it's the same password we have for everything. Uh, okay, okay, good. We kept, we, it, it. We kept it simple. <laughs> um, Very so unlike yeah. us. Huh? Very unlike us. Very unlike us. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very unlike us. Yes. I'm sorry. I Again, like the thing about the being on the laptop as opposed to just my phone is I start doing other things. So while you're calling, like I ate my yummy dinner, which I, again – Deconstructed um, stuffed bell peppers. Deconstructed stuffed. So they're not stuffed. It means this stuff is on the outside. No, it's kind of like a casserole. <laughs> like I put it in like a skillet and put it in the oven. Oh, I see. So I made everything in the skillet and put it in the oven. So it's like the ground turkey, the rice, like the tomatoes, mm-hmm. um, the bell, and the bell. I just did strips of bell pepper instead mm-hmm. of like keeping them whole because I'm like, I'm going to put them in like little, you know, containers. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. So I'm excited. It was very tasty. The only thing I was missing, I forgot to buy salad. So I didn't have any salad to go along with it, but very good. No, sounds good. good. Mm-hmm. And a little cheese on top. Oh, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Delish. Um, yeah, I just had my um, what was left over of the penne arrabbiata that I made for the for Ooh. lunch this week. Yeah, it's just my little instant pot. Um, it's the I just use a spaghetti recipe with with penne, mainly because um, I just didn't have any spaghetti, but I had penne on hand. So there you go. Um, oh, see again, my Instapot is still 
unused, like three or four weeks later. Oh, you so have to give yourself a challenge. It's not. It's not. You just have to. I know, because idiots have Instapots and use them all the time. I mean, like, I honestly, know that I can like, do it, but it's very intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, but it's only like, it's only intimidating, like just theoretically, when you just haven't taken it out of the box. Once you take it out of the box, do the out little the box, girl. I really like out the, the box. I look at all the pieces. I put the instruction manual. <laughs> Like all the pieces. Yeah, well, they're not a lot of pieces, but I've looked at like all the things that go in there, like you know, the pots and da 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 da. Washed everything and put it right back on the counter. Like put everything back in where it went and like close the lid. And I have the little book. I was like, okay, I just need to look at the book. Just look I have the, the book, book on my night. I put hey, it's on my nightstand. Where not it's your me. nightstand, like it's the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my Bible. I've got my devotional. I've got my instant pot instruction manual. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's hysterical. Girl, just do the little water test in there on in the manual. There's a little thing that's called the water test cuz once you do that, it like gives you like it kind of it's it's really easy way to kind of like show you how it's going to work with just any recipe or most recipes. In terms of the pressure cooker piece of it, and then you're good, like you're good to go. Then make something simple, like the like this the instant pot spaghetti from the Skinny Taste website okay. that I always talk about, like because that's yeah. like a super, that's a super easy one because it shows you how like you can saute it first and like you know do the saute and do everything in one pot and add the onions and let that saute and then add the water, add the sauce and the spaghetti, and. You know, and it's just like a super simple way to be like, oh, okay, now I can like do this. I do it with the water and I understand how it works. I did it with the spaghetti recipe. I see how it works. And so then that just that knowledge extends to every other recipe from there on. Like, it's just very basic. Yeah. So I um, have something that I do want to do and I haven't done yet. So um I have okay, so I'm gonna try to meal plan a little bit this week. Mm-hmm. Or I decided what I was going to eat this week. We'll see how that goes. Um, but you know, this deconstructed bell pepper, this bell pepper stuffed bell pepper casseroles one. But mm-hmm. I wanted to do you know like a chicken enchilada pie, but also like a pulled chicken. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I could put the chicken in the instapot. That will be a quick way. To do this chicken and then separate it out for these two different recipes. Mm-hmm. And girl, did not happen. <laughs> so um y'all. It is I'm the easy way. Mm-mm. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you are. Oh yeah, but oh what I was doing now that I should be paying attention is I've been paying for Hulu, but unable to log into Hulu. So I want to stop doing that. Why can't you log in? You forgot your password? I forgot which email I used. Um, Why don't yeah. you just search your email for which one to where you're getting your... Because, you know, every month because they tell you... Like... I've used a bunch of different ones. That's the thing for... Um, like free trials and stuff. So I think I've used every email I have, but now I don't know which one is the active one. Oh. So yeah, only Kristen problems. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. 
Yeah. So, oh God. <laughs> My Hulu so, one is yeah. so easy because I I've had Hulu since they were beta testing it. Um, yeah. And so you know, since it was only like a beta test, like I kind of set up like a really simple like login or whatever. And I've always I've kept it ever since. So like it's like it's never changed. It's the only one of my like user password combinations that's like stayed exactly the same for like years now. And it's like my like my old standard because now my new standard is like so much more complicated because everybody keeps making you get like you know extra. Oh, it's like strong so passwords. Character and this and do that. Oh my god! Like yeah, our business account—it's like it—it's bananas, cuckoo bananas. I was like, okay, I would never think to do this, but okay, I guess this is a great thing to do. Yeah, it's just um, you know, I mean, like, so for the most part, I, I, the thing is, I have standard ones that I use for certain things, and each for myself, each of them are like more secure, so like more levels of complicated depending on what it is. So like the one that I have for like my bank or like my bank accounts or whatever is super mm-hmm. like, you know, complicated as opposed to like the one for logging into Hulu, right? You're like, don't compromise my Hulu. <laughs> right. So I'm just like, you know, so, and so I have standard ones. And so I know like, it's like I, for all my, all my different email accounts, I have like my email one, which is like fairly complicated, but not as complex as like the one I use for my banks and like, you know, and then like everything in between. Right. So, um, but what I hate is like, if you forget someone, you know, like I don't like, you know, a lot of places will have the thing where they say, um, you know, like it'll remind you what their parameters are. Like, you know, like if you enter it wrong once or twice, then it'll say like, Oh, you know, um, having trouble with your password, it should be at least eight characters, have a capital letter, uppercase letter, lowercase, one numerical figure. I just always reset my password. Well, the thing is, though, but if they remind me what it is, then I'll know what it is. Like, because I have, like, I have one specific (laughs) password that I use when they require it to have uppercase and a number. And then I have a different one, a variation on that, when they require me to use, you know, an uppercase, a number, and a special character. Like, you know, so I'm like, if they just tell me what it is, then I'm going <laughs> to, like, that's going to jog you my remember, memory. Yeah. But most of the time, you know, there's only a few places that do that. Most of the time, they're like, you know, they either let you reset just keep your trying, or they yeah. just have you reset your password, which is so annoying, because then it's like, uh, you know, so... Um, yep. so yeah, it's just, it's so complicated. Oh, and I sent you that little booklet. Are you going to use it? The little, uh, password keeper? Um, I don't know. The thing is most of my, I, I go through like, I have like about five passwords that I kind of like go through. Like, so the, it's not the password. Like I'll remember what the password is. It's the, with this, it's the email address. Like, I don't know which email address. Right. I have like kind of like a stable of standard passwords. So I think I do because I, I, you know, I think I need to be a little bit more complex when it comes to my password. I think my dad's passwords were way more like sophisticated than mine were, Mm. Uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is like crazy to me. But I was like, okay, that's really cute. 
Oh, Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Okay, well, shall we? Yes, we shall. So, tell us what's going on in the world. So many things. Um, let's see. I'm going to start with, you know, my favorite, you know, USA Today does this, like, all the biggest news from the weekend. And it's, like, very handy. So, uh, I'm going to start there with just a couple of things. Um, so, you know, last the last two weeks, there's been all this, you know, um, Congress trying to come to a, or they're basically at an impasse now, but they've been like in negotiations trying to figure out a uh, un- new unemployment like package, you know, stimulus package. Um, and so apparently this weekend, uh, with everything at an impasse, uh, President Trump yesterday signed a series of executive orders to provide temporary relief to Americans suffering from the economic impact of the coronavirus. Um, Mm -hmm. The quote from him is, we've had it, we're going to save American jobs and provide relief to the American worker. Um, So this is what the executive orders, there's four executive orders, and uh, this is what each of them will do. The first, provide an additional $400 per week in unemployment benefits. And that was one of the things that they were haggling over was the $600 benefit that it used to be that just expired at the end of July. Um, Mm -hmm. So this is a $400 uh, version of it. Um, Then suspend payments on some student loans throughout the end of the year, um, which... That seems great for people with student loans. Mm -hmm. Um, Then protect renters from being evicted from their homes. Um, And then the fourth one is instruct employers to defer certain payroll taxes through the end of the year for Americans who earn less than $100,000 annually. Um, So, I mean, like, that all sounds good to me. But the question that Mm -hmm. this article is bringing up is whether or not Trump actually has the legal authority uh, to take those actions or the money to pay for them. Um, So it's unclear if um, he has the authority to extend enhanced unemployment benefits by executive action and while sidestepping Congress. And he uh, says... um, He directed the use of the funds from FEMA's disaster relief fund, which would be capped at $44 billion. So Andrew Stetner, who's a senior fellow, um, a senior fellow at the Century Foundation, estimates that the additional aid will only last just over a month at about $10 billion per week. So $44 billion. Um, So so I'm not sure if these, uh, so I guess I don't know anything about, like, I always have these questions about executive orders because, uh, and, and Trump in particular seems to be really fond of the executive order. Um, mm-hmm. But <laughs> I'm like, you're my historian person. Like, what are what are ex- executive orders supposed to be for, or how are they? How ought they? Or how, what's the precedence of how they should be used? Um. <sighs> I don't really know. Um, sorry. Um, but I, I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I always feel like I feel that most presidents use executive orders not 
in a way that you know it's like a tantrum mm-hmm. or if you don't do what I want to do like I'm gonna do it anyway like I feel like the way that he's doing it is like a stunt like it's not like it's not um how I think it should be mm-hmm. done mm-hmm. yeah so and so yeah and that's so the question is just brought up by the article but there's no real answer for it and I just feel like it's still it's always like that with these executive orders like huh we're not really sure if it, like if this president can actually do that with this but I guess we'll see you know like <laughs> and I'm sort of like well who like I was, I was like where is it there should be aren't there guidelines like it just seems really strange to me um so if anything the only thing i can figure is because there the, you know the the backlash or uh, response from uh nancy pelosi and charles schumer um is that you know that this it's still not enough and still not quite adequate to what needs to be done um Nancy Pelosi was said, you know, uh, quoted to say, we have to reach an agreement um, and adding that the other orders fail. These current orders fail to accomplish the administration's own stated goals. Um, Charles Schumer said these are um, the orders are unworkable, weak and far too narrow. Um, And then uh, Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin said on Fox News Sunday that he is willing to continue negotiations with Pelosi and Schumer. So. All I can figure, at the very least, is maybe these this these executive orders, if they go into effect right away and they they blow through this forty four billion dollars, um, maybe will be at least something to tide people over while mm-hmm. um, Congress gets its act together and like makes a decision, you know, and comes out with something um, that's more but, more. Maybe I missed this. Mm. Did. The judicial branch, what are their, what is, what are they going to do? What are their stance? Cause they, cause that's the thing, like we have checks and balances. Mm-hmm. So he's not like a king where he could just make these proclamations. You know, they're supposed to be used to kind of make sure things are done mm-hmm. that are supposed to be done. Not like, like I said, not like throwing the tantrums, like we do this and like poof, like that's a law or something. Mm-hmm. Like he still has to get checked by, you know, another branch. It's not all like whatever he says, like that's what's going to happen. That's not how that's not how executive orders work. Well, it doesn't say anything in here about that. The next step. It just says he, you know, he put these out yesterday and it talks about where the money is going to come from. And th- so far what the uh, Democratic congressional leaders and White House official responses have been to it. Um, but there's not much else. So that's why I kind of just have a question mark about all of it. Um, You know, so there's no answers in this article at least. So I'm not Mm -hmm. sure. Um, So, yeah, so that's what's going on there. Um, The other big thing in the news is Joe Biden. I I have two things on Joe Biden because he's doing a whole lot. (laughs) So first, uh, it's it's expected that he's going to announce his running mate this week. The top contenders include Senator Kamala Harris and Susan Rice, former National Secretary Advisor to President Barack Obama. Both would make history as the first black woman to be a running mate. Biden's also considering 
Representative Karen Bass, Senator Elizabeth Warren, Representative Val Demings, Governor Gretchen Whitmer, and Senator Tammy Duckworth. Um, Voters and pundits will likely look more carefully at who will be able to succeed Biden as the former vice president's age has also been a main target for Trump. Biden is 77. He'll be the oldest president president ever elected if he wins in November. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's going on with him. But the other like more controversial thing that happened with, with Joe Oh, Joe. Because mm. really, all he has to do is just kind of... Shut up. Yeah, just be quiet. Like, <laughs> Just shut your face. Shut your face. Because... Close your mouth. Yeah, so just... Uh, this is uh, Dateline August 8th, just yesterday, out of ABC News. Um, the uh, byline is by Avery Harper. Headline says... After Joe Biden's comments on diversity in black communities, some worry blunders could impact support. Uh, even after an apology, some have concerns about Biden's comments. So um, Biden drew criticism on Thursday when he compared the diversity of African-American and Latino communities at a pre-taped virtual talk with the National Association of Black Journalists and the National Association of Hispanic Journalists. Here's the quote. <laughs> what you, <No>. what you, <laughs> this is Biden said, what you all know, but most people don't know, unlike the African American community with notable exceptions, the Latino community is incredibly diverse community with incredibly different attitudes about different things. You go to Florida, you find a different attitude about immigration in certain places than you do when you're in Arizona. So it's a very different a very diverse community. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then he went on to say, um, well, it says just hours after the taped remarks during a live discussion with the National Association of Latino elected and appointed officials, Biden reiterated similar comments, in which he said, we can build a new administration that reflects, <laughs> that reflects the full diversity of our nation the full diversity of Latino communities. And when I mean full diversity, unlike the African-American community and many other communities, you're from, (laughs) you're from everywhere, from Europe, from the tip of South America, all the way to our border in Mexico and and in the Caribbean. Oh, so New York public advocate, Jumaine Williams said, it's important to acknowledge that Black Americans, including those with roots in the Caribbean, Africa, Latin America, and the American South, have cultures that should be celebrated. He was, uh, Williams quotes, uh, to diminish those cultures and the richness of those cultures in such a wildly ignorant thing to do and insulting on so many levels. But I wish I was surprised. (laughs) Now, Williams is the son of immigrants from Grenada. Um, after receiving mm-hmm. backlash for his comments, Biden later took to Twitter to apologize for the comments. And this is what he wrote on tri- Twitter. In no, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a disaster. In no way did I mean to suggest the African-American community is a monolith, not by identity, not on issues, not at all. Throughout my career, I've witnessed a diversity of thought, background, and sentiment within the African-American community. It's this diversity that makes, makes our workplaces, communities, and country a better place. Um, 
So he then continued to take heat. Um, well, he took heat back in May on comments that he made during an interview with the Breakfast Club radio show in which he joked that if African-American voters support Trump over him in November, they, quote, ain't black. Um, some argue that these comments could have an impact on turnout for voters who aren't enthusiastic about Biden's candidacy. Now, what do you think about that? I don't I I, I find this all problematic, but. Honestly, I don't think people are voting for Biden per se. Some are. No, people are voting against, against Trump. Trump. Right. Like it doesn't matter what warm body <laughs> is in that position. Right. Um, we said this like years ago. I think I was at brunch with um some folks mm-hmm. and they were like, We just want the best white man we could find, basically, right. to run against Trump. Like that was like we're like, we don't we know what this is right now. Right. Like we're not trying to find the best. We want someone who has experience in government. Check that out. Like <laughs> what? Someone who knows how to read. Whoa, that would be that would be great. Fantastic. Yes. Someone who has a vocabulary. Mm-hmm. If we can find that person, like we don't care. Like we'll just we're voting for him. Like so at this point, like literally, some uh, um Facebook friend just um put something in her stories where I was like, "Yep, that's pretty much like everybody right now." Right. Like I don't care. Like I'm not voting for him. So. um yeah, like I literally, there's nothing he could say right now, and I hate to say that, but there's nothing he could say right now that because Joe Biden has been Joe Biden like for yeah his whole forever. life yeah yeah so someone says <laughs> like it's a meme career. of me for yeah like he's known for his gaffes like yeah. he's known for being inappropriate like all those things so I'm like compared to who we have in office now like he's a Boy Scout. But, like, someone posted a meme that says, me voting for Biden in November. And it's, like, George Clooney, your favorite, saying, does he make you laugh? Question mark. And Julia Roberts going, he doesn't make me cry. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> and that pretty much yeah, sums that pretty up much sums it up. Everybody. Yeah. Like, I don't care. So like, yeah, the other guy. Like, no. I don't, I don't. Again, like, I don't care what he does. Like, short of like murdering his family like i'm gonna vote for joe biden so there we go yeah let's hope he doesn't do that good grief um yeah well he has (laughs) enough tragedy in his family as it is so i don't doubt that he would do that but i'm just saying yeah so yeah no and out of the biden campaign the co-chair representative cedric richmond told abc news that biden apologized to ensure that people know he understands why people called his language problematic richmond says um he's the first to admit that he doesn't always articulate exactly what he's meaning in the way that he means it and so what real leadership is is you acknowledge when something comes out wrong you correct it and i think that he did that immediately um which Mm -hmm. is not inaccurate like you know he's just it's Mm -hmm. i think i do think it is at the end of the day it is what it is like if this was like truly a competition of like you know, oh, this would destroy him. This would destroy in any him. normal in election, any, like, any normal circumstance. This, the you know, whoever, whoever he was like in a genuine competition against could take this and run and destroy him. But like that's just not what it is. Like it's not a normal. There's nothing normal Our about this. Current president said that he would grab women by the private party. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. So yeah, let's not forget that. What he said. Right. 
Yeah. I'm like, okay. Like, anything goes now. Like, this is a totally... I just think back to the days where you couldn't even have, like, a divorce president. Right. Right. Or, like, or you know, like a, Catholic, a kid out of a Catholic, wedlock. Right, a Catholic, Catholic pres- president was a big deal. Right. A Jewish president. Like, all these things. Like, still, but now we have someone office who's been married three times and all these affairs and all this just, like... Yeah. Crazy stuff. And, like, it's like, oh, well, that's fine. Whatever. Sure. Yeah. It's crazy. So, so yeah. So, yeah. I... Um, so yeah, so we'll see. I'm, I am interested to see who he picks for vice president. I do think that it's old, like I, I do agree with the other article that pointed out that the only reason I think, again, like I don't think it impacts whether he's going to be voted for or not, but I do think it makes more of a difference because he is up in age and it's, so therefore it becomes more of a, you know, a, a, a possibility that that person whoever the vice president is may actually um you know need to take over or you know um so i think it'll be interesting to see who he chooses do you do you care Mm, like or do you have like a a horse in the race no i'm i am tired of people um maligning kamala harris i was like enough of that already um, well, I mean, a, the criticism ridiculous. of her seems really stupid to me because it's like, it's mostly about her, uh, her stance on, role in a, on like, uh, law enforcement. As attorney general. As, mm-hmm. Right. And I'm like, well, but she was, she was an attorney general. Attorney like, general. like that's, that's what she's a prosecutor. She's a like, prosecutor. That's... Like, that's what prosecutors are, like, mm-hmm. it's what her whole, like, career is, is putting people away. So yeah, and uh, yeah, Law and Order, all of that. Um, people talking about her personal life. I'm like, that has you know her dealings with um, Willie Williams. I was like, none of that has anything to do with anything what? right now. Right. And but I was like, um, people don't know is she has a coalition of black women behind her. Yeah, she does. And uh, HBCU network. She went to Howard. Yep. She's a Howard from uh, AK from Howard. Yeah, it's so she, <laughs> like Apex and Apex. <laughs> yeah, so you people are undermining like the power, underestimating you know, what she brings. Yeah, underestimating what she brings to the table and mm-hmm. the people that can be mo- will be mobilized. Now I can't that will be mobilized. Oh yeah, if she's on the ticket, you thought that Barack Obama. Right, you have no something idea. To see? Yeah, you have no idea. So, um, yeah, so I think she would be great. Like, I personally think Susan Rice would be a good choice. Mm-hmm. But um, in terms of like, I think the coalition building and getting people out there, I think Kamala Harris would be a good person. And I think I was like, and I wonder, like, I don't know what her relationship is with like the Indian Indian community, but again, like that would be like a, another great like faction of people mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like you know kind of catapult you know to kind of take this over the edge so yeah okay well there you have it um yeah. you said there's another joe biden thing or no the, the vice those, president those were the, the two the vice president and the gaffes so that was all like kind uh-huh. of like, all together and then i'm gonna end with this um kind of um more light 
it's going to seem like it's not lighthearted at first, but I'm, I guess it's sort of like uh-huh. a, it has a hopeful uh, conclusion. Um, so this is from CNN.com, Dateline Today, August 9th, uh, byline by Ala Elazar. Uh, and the headline is, after a white man repeatedly erase girls' black lives, black lives matter chalk drawing in front of her home, neighbors stepped in to show support. Um, so every day for nearly a week, Manette Sharik and her three-year-old daughter, girl, a three-year-old, Aww. her name is Zuri, like, <laughs> so, cute. so cute. Her three-year-old daughter, Zuri, drew Black Lives Matter in chalk across the sidewalk outside their home in Concord, California. But every time mm-hmm. they wrote the message, they woke up the next morning to find that the word black and only that word had been erased. Wait a minute. They did it in front of their own house? Yes, girl. Was it in their driveway or was it like it was on, on the sidewalk? This is, it, yeah, it, it described it as on the sidewalk. And when you look at the, the picture of it, it's, yeah, the sidewalk that's like, you know, right between like your lawn and the like public grass, you know? Okay. Um, but in front of their house, that's what it says. Um, okay. So... Sharik, who is black, told CNN, I just wanted no. <laughs> I just wanted to teach my daughter that black lives matter, black culture matters, black communities matter, and that we are the movement for black lives. I was shocked that someone could be purposefully doing this. It hurt a lot. It made me extremely upset. So following three days of what she called overwhelming frustration, Sharik wrote the message in direct view of her security camera. That's when she mm-hmm. saw a man she says she never met and only knows as Jim pouring water over the message. You know what, Jim? Step up my property again, Jim. <laughs> Jim. 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 Come here. Come here. Let me tell you something. Yeah, mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. Um, so in a video, Sharik recorded on her phone after running out to confront him, the man tells her that he will continue to remove the word oh, what? <laughs> girl Jim Jim you have lost your mind Jim let me show you to the seats where you need to sit down um, all of them you need to have the all seats. the seats all the seats I have so many Every seats seat for that's you. available yeah. yeah all the seats available they're all here for you. for you just for you Jim mm-hmm. just for you because he said he would remove the word quote as long as she keeps on doing this Jim then told CNN. Now I I would be like it would be my mission every day. Oh, it would be like it would get that, bigger and bigger every day. Fields and McCoy. <laughs> I was like, Girl. we are going to go down in history, you and me, Jim. <laughs> yeah, is this, is this what you want to do, Jim? Is this what you want to do? People are going to call you this, to... you know, from you know centuries from now. People are going to be like, oh, they're like the Andreas and Jims. <laughs> <laughs> We we will set a whole new standard for uh, oh my god for generations because little Zuri Zuri is already there like she already knows Zuri already knows already with the next generation Jim Jim so okay go on Jim told CNN affiliate KGO I was only pouring across the word black because I believe that all lives matter I don't care what nationality 
sex, nationality, sexual orientation, or any of that. We are all human beings. He added that he erased the black from Black Lives Matter because he felt in the beginning of the movement, quote, it had good intentions, end quote, but now the phrase has been, quote, hijacked. CNN could not reach Jim. You know, we don't care about Jim. What you think? <laughs> what you How think? about that? Yeah, your take. What you think? Your take on what Black Lives Matter means to you is, is really irrelevant mm. to us. Um, CNN could not reach Jim for comment because he has not released his last name. Yeah, good, good move, Jim. Um, yeah, that was smart of you, Jim. <laughs> one smart thing that Jim has done so far. One smart thing you've done, Jim. Oh my gosh! So Sharik moved into this neighborhood 27 years ago. She said this was the first time she ever faced. She's ever been faced with such a blatant display of racism she said he had that much time and energy to take time out of his day every day right. to, bring to bring water he'd come with a little water bottle girl he had to bring go wa fetch water go fetch some water girl and um walk come, out of your own home like he's, he's on a bicycle he's on a bicycle in one, wait in so he's not even like around the he's not yeah, even no. like across the street where he gotta see this every day no, he's like coming okay. from somewhere. He's got he's got a bike and a and a water bottle. Oh, I need you to. I need get him some to business. just stop. Like I need him to. Yeah, like 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 she said, he had all this time and energy. She says to um, bring water and come to my home and erase black from Black Lives Matter. It hurt. It hurt a lot. As a black community, we are heartbroken by everything done against us every day. We just want change. So after sharing the video on Instagram and Facebook on July thirtieth. Word began to spread. The next day, Sharik said dozens of people from in and out of the neighborhood showed up in front of Sharik's home with chalk to draw supporting messages all <laughs> over the sidewalk on her side of the street and even in front of their own homes. One of these neighbors is Alana Israel Samuels, who told CNN she refused to stay silent after finding out someone in her neighborhood was facing discrimination. Um, Samuel said, people need to stand with their black neighbors in support. All lives can't matter until black lives matter. Right now, black lives are being harmed, murdered by police, and they are constantly living in fear. After neighbors left the sidewalk covered in positive messages, encouraging love, hope, and kindness, as well as support for the Black Lives Matter movement, Sharik and her daughter continue to write the message every day. Since the outpour of support, the man has not tried to erase the message again. Uh, Sharik said, I am deeply thankful and blessed for the special, unique, amazing people in my life who supported me, uplifted me, and comforted me. My family and I are grateful for the help and support we have received from the community. And so the article concludes, while wor words can be washed away and chalk may fade, this community's message will stand forever. Oh, that's lovely. Isn't it sweet? Like I was, it was just such a like, you know, um, you know, heartwarming ending to this story then you know just again it's just like what needs to happen it was just a micro uh example of what needs to happen on the macro level of just like mm -hmm. people pouring out from every direction of all other races and whatever you know um to come and you know and just be supportive and stand up and say like enough is enough this needs to stop yeah. and this isn't okay. Cut it out. You know, just cut it's it out. Okay. It's not. It's just not okay, Jim. So Jim. I'm glad it sounds as though like Jim has uh, found himself a hobby or something else to do because, you know, just 
mind your business. Like, stay off of my street. Stay off my don't street. come over here if you're so offended. Like, you don't even live here. You don't even go here, Jim. You don't even go like, here. Stay on your just side stay, of the street. Stay on your bicycle. Just keep riding by. Yeah, like, you don't have to see this. Like, if you don't no. want to just keep... Technically, your bicycle is supposed to be on the street, Jim, not on the sidewalk. So... Exactly. You really actually don't ever have to see her sidewalk. No, never ever never ever you don't so yeah you choose to be Jim. dumb don't do, don't be dumb Jim. don't be dumb Jim. just uh get a hobby get a hobby like you clearly have time i mean like you're not working in your bike riding so you already have that like maybe you have a hobby so i don't know what your problem is yeah, like, i'm like just get better at that like go longer distances Whatever it is that people do on bicycles, do that. Oh, yeah, because you don't know what people do on bicycles. No. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. I don't know what people do on bicycles. What? What do people do on bicycles? I was like, I was like, that's such a weird thing to say. And then I was like, oh right. I was like, what do? You, what, what is there to do on a bicycle? Like, what, what is there to do about? on a bicycle? I mean, I, 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 was like, I understand you go from point A to point B, but like, it, for you know, for some people, it is like a full-on uh, hobby. So I guess it's like how much distance you cover, how quickly you cover it in. I don't true. know. What? I, I'm trying to figure it out. Oh god. Because it's a sport. Cute. So it's like running, but you're doing it yeah, on a bicycle. On a bike. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So do that. You are hilarious. <laughs> do those things. Do those things, Jim. Challenge yourself. And leave us alone. Leave us alone. Goal set. You know, break that goal. Mm-hmm. Make a new goal. You know, just do yeah, that. Yeah, there's so many things you can do, Jim. On that bicycle. On that bicycle, your own little bicycle. <laughs> oh, oh my those goodness. Nice little people alone. <laughs> out trying to like be out yes. in this little pandemic, trying to do something with her daughter. Yes, leave his mama and her three year old alone. I mean, it's just so. I mean, obviously, like, he doesn't know who they are or anything. It's just, you know, but it's sort of like just, just keep moving, dude. Like, you're mm-hmm. not, you're not. You're not helping your cause by coming mm-hmm. and only erasing the word black. <laughs> like you're not, you're not helping. You're not. You're All not. Blanks matter. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so there you have it. Those are all my stories for newsworthy this week. Very good. All fantastic. Thank you. Oh my gosh, that is. <laughs> oh God, people. Are the word people are crazy um so yeah so viral vox mm. so the thing that apparently that happened this week um the main thing that everyone's talking about there's think pieces there's blah 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 mm-hmm. you okay girl over there me yeah yeah, why would I do? A little that? shuffling around. Your mic is so good, so that's why. Oh, okay. A little shuffling and whatnot. Okay. I was just clearing my oh, throat. Oh, now you heard that. Okay. Um. <laughs> oh no, I don't want to do that, but okay, I already did. So, well, the song and video release for Cardi B and Megan The Stallion's song 
WAP was released this past week. Okay. So um, I've heard of this. WAP is an acronym for something, you know, explicit. Oh, so, what is it? Uh, WAP. Now I have to think about uh, it. I'll tell you. I figured it out even before because at first I was like, what does that mean? And then I was like, oh, okay. Here, I'll just Google it. Uh, yeah, just Google it <laughs> and clutch your pearls immediately after you read Oh what my it God, is. the last time I Googled a phrase like this, I definitely had to clutch my pearls. It was terrible. Yeah, so there's an acronym. So thank the Lord. Um, so right now, it, uh, this video has been streamed nearly 55 million times. And it premiered on Friday. Wow. So... <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So um, it is very explicit. Again, not unlike their other songs or unlike just music in general right now mm-hmm. um but all the think pieces you know some like you know right wing you know it's election time right wing politicians have said some very like oh, um, oh my. so right okay, okay. <laughs> so one guy was like he accidentally um saw it and he accidentally heard the song mm-hmm. and he was um oh god I said I meant to um hold on a second he was like um these are the people who are um role models for your kids and you know just blah 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 all of that i was like dude first of all nobody's teenager needs to be watching this mm-hmm. um not intended for them um uh, but also like this kind of music has been around forever and ever and right. ever um, when we were in our 20s, um, little Kim and all those people, like, same thing. Like, my thing is, this isn't for me. This isn't my music. Right. This, you know, I'm beyond this. Like, my ears can't, like, ooh, sensitive ears, too much, too right. much for me. Yeah. You know, and, like, that's fine. Like, we've all done it. We've all listened to Trash or, I don't call it Trash. I don't like the song. But I was like, you know, like, we... It might not call it trash, but like we've all listened to this kind of stuff before, you know, in our past. I'm like, uh, every party, you know, we play Luke, Luke, every party, Lil Kim, Lil uh, Kim, all of that. And I was like, I need for um, boomers, mainly I'm seeing boomers and some gen- older Gen X people to just stop. Like, y'all listen to this, y'all did all this, just be glad that we didn't have um, recording devices on our phone. Mm-hmm. You know that we you know got away with this stuff. So like, let these kids live. They're like in their twenties. You know it is what it is. Like yeah, like whatever. I'm like, yeah, there's I'm not... nothing. There's nothing new under the sun. So I think no. This one, like you know, I mean, like yeah, it's access is different. Access is different, but like that's just it's just uh it's just whatever. It's today's version of any number of things. You know, I mean, I think that I think during our like. Like Gen X, I think to some degree got more of this or got the same amount of flack. And I think it was a little mm-hmm. bit more called for because you actually did have a real big shift from like yeah. songs that sort of like were Alluded. more nuanced or it was more innuendo or, mm-hmm. you know, like it was like, you know, the 
you, you knew what they were talking about, but they weren't saying like the actual words or the, right. you know, like explicitly ex- describing like sexual acts or whatever. Or if um, people did have those like explicit words, it was like like Millie Jackson. Like it was mm-hmm. like you, somebody had a record, you had to sneak to go see it. Like it wasn't played on the radio. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. like, it was yeah, that exactly. sort of thing. So like it made sense then because it was definitely something new and more more explicit and 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 that was more readily available by a, a wider range of of uh age age groups and all of that and so yeah, we're the generation with the parental right um, like we, stickers, yeah, yeah, we like we that was us. parental advisory yeah <laughs> and all of that. like so like that makes sense then but now it's sort of like yeah we don't really have a foot to stand on in terms no. of like i mean like we can say like we now disapprove because of where we are in like life in our lives. Like, don't yeah. act like you weren't de- you weren't at the club. Like, you know, like or right. you, you know. I mean, maybe you weren't. Like, maybe you weren't at the club. Maybe this most of us were. I'm like, most, of, most, of, was. most of us. Most was. of us was. <laughs> we was at the club. So like, don't fret. Right. Don't right. play. Like, right. now that you're yeah. married and respectable, and you know you a deacon in the church, you know, forgot. You know, like, right. You know, like this ain't for us. This ain't for us. Let them kids live, and yeah, is is I can't. But it again, it ain't for me. So that was Mm-mm. like it's clearly not was... for me because I had to Google it. Now, you know, if you have to Google it, it's not for you. That's <laughs> right. that's all. That's all it is. Like if you right. if you had to look it up, if you had to look it up, that's that's you the are first not indication. their target audience. <laughs> you are not the target audience. If you uh. had to go find it. Yeah, that's it's not for you, so it's okay. There's yeah, other stuff that's for you. That's this just isn't I was one like, of them. again. I tell you, I, was like, I got my nice quiet music mm-hmm. that I listen to. Like the other day, I was just working, working, working. I was listening to like Elvis Costello uh-huh. <laughs> and Amy Winehouse, and then like some Beyonce, and then oh yeah, when I want to get turned, I listen to Drake. See, that's how old I am. Like Drake right. is my like. Oh yeah, I'm gonna listen to some rap. Let me go put on Drake. <laughs> that's as that's as far as I can go. I enjoy some Cardi, but it has to be like the clean versions, which you know the clean like that? very yeah. poppy version of like yeah, popular like, stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, yeah, because I think I heard one. Like I'm, because I don't like yeah, like this isn't for me. Like I think I've heard like one Meg song. And like one city girl song, and only because they're like so popular that like you right. can't not hear them in places. They're in TV shows. They're here. They're here. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So I'm like, yeah, you know, all y'all old people, chill, just chill just the heck on out. Stop. Yeah. Like whatever. Like don't make this a a thing. Don't don't make this a thing. Just you know whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. Because again, like that is the the thing that happened. Everyone's up in a tizzy and are very excited, and everyone has something to say. I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, wait, tell me everything. So, yes, the worst kept secret in Hollywood was finally confirmed this mm. week. Um, Common and Tiffany Haddish are dating. Okay, see, I saw that, but I it was a surprise to me. <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah, I I mean I don't I you know, I don't keep up with what anybody's doing. So Clearly. I was like 
um, somebody shared the article that like was, yeah, that were one of the articles, you know, whatever that about them official being official or whatever. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know that they were dating. So, yeah. Okay, like, okay, so again, I guess worst case secret <laughs> And this is why I'm in charge of this section. Yes, this is why you're in charge of this doing. section. And the only reason because... I knew was because somebody else posted about it. And I just happened to see it. And I was like, wait, what? Is this real? <laughs> right. So again, worst kept secret for me because they have, um, like, they said, like, they had gone on a date. Like, that was, like, a thing that happened a while ago. Mm-hmm. But they've been quarantined together in L.A. I was like, so, yeah, why is anybody surprised? They've been quarantined in L.A. And, like, someone did a, um, I can't remember the name of that channel. Like, there's, like, this online channel that, um, web channel that does little things. So they uh-huh. did a reenactment of the Princess Bride. Uh-uh. And, like, they were both in it. Like, I think she was Princess Buttercup, and he was in it. And, like, they were in the same house. So I'm like, um... <laughs> y'all! <laughs> like, That's so, yeah, too so funny. Like, she confirmed it in an interview this past week, stating that it's the best relationship she's been in. Um, and he later confirmed it in a, a, inter- a separate interview, calling her his queen and saying he's grateful to have her in his life. Um, Yeah, they don't seem... Like they are a match, but common. Someone called him like a pass around. Like he's been with so many women <laughs> in right, like that's... the relationships that we know yeah. of. Yeah, he has. He and, does get around, and he's been a bit of a a f boy with most of them. And he kind of like admitted that mm-hmm. on Red Table Talk because he has mm-hmm. kind of like that persona being like you know a good guy, a nice guy, but relationship kind of gaslighting women and mm. you know not being like the best being a jerk in relationships and he owned up to that mm-hmm. uh, so hopefully this is a good um a good thing for him because like yeah it's like Serena Taraji Angela Rye Erica Badu he's yeah he's been in a few like yeah, high profile relationship. He gets around. So he gets around like, hey, ladies, can't blame you. Uh, I'm not mad. But... Yeah, I'm not mad. <laughs> um, yeah. So okay. Well, I mean, yeah, it is. It does seem it is an interesting match because they don't. Mm-hmm. They don't. I feel like I wouldn't like put them both away on the same shelf, you know. But okay. Right, and the thing is with like comedians, like you can't really tell about comedians because comedians right. are very strange. They are very strange. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them have like a dark, you know, very dark, serious side. Not you mm-hmm. know, dark and serious, but like a dark side or a serious side. So you just can never, you know, tell. Some mm-hmm. you know turn it off. Some can't turn it off. So, um, yeah. So you know, it's interesting. So, yeah. Okay, there we go. Okay. Oh, um, you know, I just um, mm-hmm. I I read you've mentioned the term gaslight, which I always had mm-hmm. to like think about, like as I like it, like I had to like learn it in context, which is um was just challenging because it so doesn't sound like what it is. Mm-hmm. And then I just recently read the origin of the term, and now it makes a lot more sense. 
Do you know the origin? I don't. Mm -mm. So the story is, and I don't know if this is, I think it's a story, uh, like a fictional account. Um, And I don't know the book it's from, but basically this uh, in this. uh, I thought it was just from like a movie or something. And maybe it's a movie. Um, uh-huh. but basically in it, the husband, there's a married couple, the husband, um, is trying to make it seem like his wife is crazy, like to, mm-hmm. you know, trying to like make her believe that she's losing it. Um, and, and, and like, you know, and therefore, you know, and also like giving other people, um, in their circle, the impression that she's not all there anymore. And, um, so he does things around the house um and this is like it's supposed to be like a you know a a period piece so he does things Mm -hmm. around the house like moves things out you know and um and then one of the things that he does is he um the like uh gas burning uh light lamps Mm -hmm. he like he will like um you know uh, drain them of their like you know of the like gas that makes them feel so they'll start to like flicker or whatever and she's like you know thinking that you know they're the the lamps are going out or whatever and so she'll fill them and he would like empty them you know um behind her back mm. and then she'd be like you know I just filled them and he was like no this has been like this or whatever you know so like just doing that and all these other <coughs> excuse me little things to purposely make her feel like, no, like, I know that I just did this, or I know that I moved that over there, where did it go, or whatever, you know, and the Mm -hmm. whole time, it's him behind the scenes, manipulating the environment, um, and, and then looking at her, like, you know, no, like, that's, that's been there the whole time, what are you talking about, or no, like, I feel, you know, like, you never filled those, I asked you to do it, and you never Mm. did it, that's why it's still empty, or whatever, you know, and all this sort of thing, so hence the term gaslighting. Okay, like, I didn't know, like, I know, like, I'd heard that it came from, like, a a movie, or a play, or a book, something, like, popular culture, but I didn't Mm -hmm. know, like, all of that because like cause I know what it means like I I use the word a lot and I am um, like movies like was it the girl girl on the train girl that movie? yeah um was it girl on the train that was one that was an example of like she of gaslighting her husband tried to make her seem like she was crazy she saw someone kid but he wanted to like divorce her he was having an affair or something so the girl mm-hmm. on the train was one but that other one too that um what, the the guy from boston lord this is ridiculous ben affleck was in mm-hmm. where the his wife the missing and they thinking that he killed her but she really just disappeared and oh that was like him reversed for... yeah it was like reverse yeah 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 that was also had girl in the title like girl gone 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 girl, girl gone gone girl, girl that's what it was gone. <laughs> it's gone girl gone girl oh yeah. girl yeah girl, it's gone girl, gone girl. <laughs> girl, girl. so yeah it's so always kind of yes. yeah yeah, so I, well, yeah. you know, okay. I like it's. It was a new term to me. I feel like I had never heard Please. it before, 
And then, like, you explained huh. it to me a while back, and I was like, oh, okay. But, like, it's still, you know, like, I, it's, like, it was so hard for me to, like, grasp because I yeah. was, like, trying to, like, learn it, like, new and fresh. But now that I know the backstory, I'm like, okay, like, I'm never going to forget what it means now. Or, like, I'm never going to, like, you know, it's, it's, it was really hard for me to apply it. But now I'm just like, okay, I get it now. So. Oh, yeah, that's, like, definitely hardcore you got it now yeah yeah so anyway we digress what else do you have for we completely digress <laughs> so uh foolishness yes um we talked about kanye west's um presidential bid um in the meantime apparently some um conservative groups are trying to assist him in getting on the ballot because they think that this would be a benefit to a Trump win um, if he splits the Democratic vote. Oh, my God. I have all these crumbs on the desk. What is wrong with me? Okay. Sorry. Uh, Focus. (laughs) I was like, what is all this stuff on my desk? Brownie crumbs. I'm like a little five-year-old. Yeah, you are. How did that happen? Um... So yeah, so all of those shenanigans are going on, and he's like, his goal is to win, blah blah blah. Okay, so Nick Cannon is out here being crazy with him. You know, what? Nick has you know recently got into some issues um, with anti. Um, why can't I think of the word? I know anti-Semitic um, mm-hmm. things that he said on an interview, and you know he's lost. Um, his show and some other things as a um, result of those comments he made. Mm -hmm. So he was out and about and a photographer asked him, um, would he be supporting Kanye West? And he said, yes, that Kanye has his vote. Adding that we need another black man in office. Do we now? Do we? Okay. Okay. I'm like, hey, I am very pro black president black man in fact black woman sure as a president but um kanye west no no um maybe one of the hundreds of qualified black men and women who are serving in our government today maybe one of them would be I great mean, choice. that'd be a, a great place to start. You know what? That'd people need to use, if you're a group of anybody doing something to help Kanye, what you need to be helping him do is get help. Like he needs... Yeah, get to, on his meds. He needs to be on his medications. And this is not, I'm not even being funny. Like Kanye West no. has like serious mental health issues that he are going... bipolar and he has yes. admitted that. Everyone a, has everybody admitted knows that this. that's yeah, everyone knows. So we need to, everybody just, if you're really trying to be anything to him in a significant way, you need to be helping him and, get, help. you know, get, get on his medications, address his mental health issues in a healthy way, and not feed his, like... Ego in the beast. Yeah, the, like, this the, is just the yeah. worst thing for him, is that... There are people who are like climbing on board and validating the state mm-hmm. that he's in. It's just, it's so terrible Sick. and sad and it's horrible. not okay. Like it's, it's terrible. Like 
That's the worst thing for someone who's bipolar to have somebody, to have real people feed that delusion. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it's and like... so the photographer went on and said, um, well, you know, there's pretty much no way that that's going to happen. Um, to which Nick replied, stranger things have happened in 2020, which to me sounds very ominous. And um, I'm not OK with that <sighs> statement, like chills. Um, so right. that's that. So I'm going to move on. I just can't. I can't. I can't. Um, so stop. this is really crazy because I don't have like I have ways to watch media, but I don't have basic television. Sure. So one of the things that I really enjoyed is the E Network because that's what I'm all about. Um, it was like my CNN. I <laughs> <laughs> the E Network was it. So E News mm-hmm. is being canceled after 30 years on oh, the wow. air. Due to COVID, because they basically cover like a lot of, um, you know, entertainment, anything. And a lot of their big thing was, you know, Joan Rivers and the red carpets and all of the like, mm-hmm. celebrity. And there aren't any of those right now. So, like, they really didn't have anything to do. So, like, they're saying, like, due to COVID, that they're um, canceling um, the show. So, I was very sad. Like, that was like an odd little thing. Mm-hmm. But I was very sad about that because I loved E News. Haven't watched it in like I said forever because I don't have basic cable or anything. Right. But loved E News. Oh well, it does. Uh, it does make sense though. There's nothing to yeah report and, on. But other, yeah, there's nothing to report on. I don't know if I mentioned this to you like recently or like when I saw it, but. I'm glad, I guess, I'm not glad, but, like, sports are getting started again, and people are playing, it's kind of still very odd, mm-hmm. but I saw the saddest thing uh, when I was at the Besties, we were watching ESPN, like, ESPN, we weren't watching it, ESPN was on, Okay. and we are like, what are they doing, so it was, like, everybody in their little box, you know, different, like, they just have, like, people coming in and out, like, different people, because everybody at home board, um, these grown men, athletes and um, journalists, were playing Madden together on, on the- ESPN. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's weird. I was like, this is the saddest thing. I was like, y'all miss <laughs> football that much? Like, they that's do. the saddest thing I have ever seen. So, yeah, so this is where we are. <laughs> and it's yeah. so too to be like, like at least once a week or if two times a week, someone on social media or Facebook are like, what y'all watching now? What y'all um busy right now? What are, what what's what new show can I watch? I've already watched this, this, and this. What else y'all what else mm-hmm. is there to watch? So yeah, so I am yeah, still I'm gonna get back to my Nollywood movies. I took a detour on that, but um to binge watch the girlfriend's guide to divorce which is a show that i started watching years ago and never finished so now i've finished Mm. that series okay Okay. so it's i don't know why i didn't feel necessarily (laughs) satisfied after watching it but i was like (laughs) it's a thing that i've done so anyway (laughs) check check that box yeah check that box pretty much so okay so um something serious i usually try to end it like a little lighter but um Brianna Taylor, like the fight continues to get yes. her murderers arrested. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so Oprah the big, Oprah, did a big thing. Yes, yes. Um, we're putting her on the cover of O Magazine, and mm-hmm. also because she is Oprah. Yeah. Um, Oprah purchased billboards around Louisville, Kentucky, with a message to residents, demand that the police involved in the killing of Breonna Taylor be arrested and charged. They include a link to um, UntilFreedom.com, which is a social justice group working to bring awareness to Breonna's case. Um, So, I mean, you know, because it's Oprah. She purchased many many billboards Mm -hmm. so just around the city of Louisville and I think that's awesome and I mean I don't know what this prosecutor is doing like people have got he I think at this point now he's just digging his heels in like he you know this is all going on like the height of it and he was like he just got engaged and was having like an engagement party and celebrating people were like you're out here celebrating and not doing anything about first of all, y'all shouldn't be celebrating because this was during quarantine. Like right. you should be having like a party anyway, no mask anywhere. And you're having a party. And um this woman lost her life, you know, right. for no reason. So um yeah, we're gonna continue to say her name. We want yes. her killers brought to justice. I mean, honestly, I feel like most of these cases, nothing's going to happen to them. But I mean, now we're not even going to pretend that we're going to arrest anyone. You know what I mean? Like we've gotten that blatant with it. Like we, you know, we live this knowing like nothing's going to happen to them. They're not going to jail, most likely. But you're not going to even charge them. Like you're not even going to do like the basic. Have they thing. even been suspended? Um, I think they've been suspended without with pay, right? But which think, is just a paid vacation. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's so problematic. Um, yeah, it just it's something something needs to to give. But I thought that I thought that I don't know. The, Have they been fired? I don't I know. Don't, I don't. No, I really don't recall. Um, I just, you know, I feel like the focus has been so much on charges being brought that um, I haven't really paid attention to what else has been or if anything else has been done. Um, so, yeah, it's just um, really, really sad um, that we're even having to still talk about this and, you know, that in terms of what little progress there's been made with regard to her case. But honestly, right. like, until the whole, like, especially in cases like this um, where there's, you know, presumably like uh, two things, right? Like the no knock warrant thing is an issue. And then the other issue is the immunity that policemen have, Mm -hmm. um, which I think makes it so that um, one, it's the same premise that soldiers work under, right? Like, except, you know, the police shouldn't be in combat mode um, against the public. And secondly, um, it does give little incentive for police to be more judicious about how they use force. Mm -hmm. Because if you have a built-in immunity, then it doesn't matter what you do. 
which is which has been proven over and over right like if it was done you know presumably you know if there's in um you know in the line of duty or whatever then nothing happens to you no matter how you know how foul it is um and then the burden becomes the burden lands on the victim's family um and the and the victim needs you know to find um to get or have the family needs to find defense to um to prosecute you know and and find evidence that is to prosecute instead of the other way around you know so it's just it's so problematic so um yeah we will absolutely continue to say her name um and i love Again, going back to Oprah. It appears that one was fired and the police chief um, was was at first suspended. I think he was fired as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not enough. But yeah. It's no, it's not enough. Like, you know, you losing your is not enough. You need to lose your free. You need to be punished for committing a crime. Right. That's it. That's all I want. That's all I want. Okay. Um, so, yeah, but I love, I love Oprah and all her. The way that she uses her money, it makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So uh, let's get personal. Um, Go for it, girl. Let's see. I have started watching on HBO. Uh, I don't. Did I mention this last week? Um, Succession. No, you mentioned it to me on a on a separate phone call. Okay. Started watching Succession. I'm actually almost done with season one. It's really very good. Um, I started watching episode one, but then I forgot that I canceled my, um, yeah. Your HBO? <laughs> yeah, so no more. Uh, <laughs> it ended today. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so yeah, it's really good. I really, really like it. And there's a whole, a three whole seasons of it. So like you were saying, people are running out of things to watch or whatever. But I feel like if you have some access to some of these other channels, there's lots of like good series that have like been on. The only reason I heard about Succession was because um, we talked about the Emmys the other week. And, um, you know, their, their, their cast has a bunch of uh, nominations. Um, and the very interesting thing about it, and I told you this, it, the executive producer, one of the executive producers is Will Ferrell. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's a drama. Um, and the premise is the father, the family um, headed by this, uh, the patriarch who is like a media mogul, like multimedia, like, you know, he, it's kind of like, you know, someone who like, you know, owns like, um, like, you know, if it was like CNN plus like has their hands and like some other like digital media and, you know, amusement parks, like, I mean, all these different things, like just like, like this multimedia, all these different uh, types of venues and things that this like family company owns. So the whole idea of succession of like, who's going to He's getting older, he's having health issues, like, and who's going to take over, you know, Um, and how just it's basically about the family dynamic. He has four kids, um, three sons and a daughter. And so it's just all the drama of all of that, like these ultra rich 
New Yorkers or whatever. Um, so it's very good. So I've been watching that uh, pretty obsessively um, because like it's one of those like, okay, I need to know what's going to happen next. So that's really good. Tonight is the season finale of Perry Mason. And I'm like dying to find out how this is, how they're going to wrap this up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be really good. And then um, uh, in my podcast world, um, there's a new uh, podcast by NPR called uh, Nice White Parents. I sent you the, mm-hmm. the thing. Um, it's so good. It's really, really good. It's all about um, gentrification um, in, um, well, at least the first the first episode. Because every episode, I think they're, I, I've only listened to the first episode. So, But every episode, they're covering kind of the influence of white parents on public school settings and the first episode is all about this school in Brooklyn and how um their you know the school itself goes out of their way to try to like better integrate the schools one of the things that was really interesting is how they said that New York schools are some of the most segregated mm-hmm. still um in terms of uh white versus uh uh people of color and so um, this particular school was primarily, I want to say, black and um, uh, Puerto Rican. And, um, and how, you know, the schools, like, trying to get, like, their, um, their numbers up, their, their diversity, like, numbers up as well. And so they're, like, really uh, vying and, like, kind of courting um, the white families that are like gentrifying this neighborhood and moving in, but typically traditionally have sent their kids outside of the public school system for schooling. Mm-hmm. So it's just very interesting. Like it's really interesting, just the whole race dynamic that takes place when you have um, in this case, like a PTA that's been like, you know, run by like, um, black and brown parents for decades and all of a sudden the introduction of this new more affluent white families that come in and just kind of you know everything that happens as over. a result yeah it just they kind of take mm-hmm. over and um, really really good so I'm listening to that and interested to see where that goes um, and then just personally around here um, I posted about this on Facebook today is my doggy the colonel he, he just sat up. Um, it's his, like, what? What? He's like, say my name. Sorry, excuse me. Is it my turn? Um, it's his ninth ninth adoptiversary today. So we, he's been with me nine years now, um, and so I just um, and so like I just I feel like we've had a really hard year. He and I, uh, <laughs> a hard last eight months uh, since we lost our cat, and so um, yeah. So it's just. I don't know. I feel like we've like grown closer together in this last eight months. And I've just learned uh, even more so to like appreciate him. Um, Cause he's just such a, he's such a good dog. Like he really is the sweetest boy. So, um, so yeah, so I'm really happy about that. Um, and t- I took um, one of the first pictures that I took of him and I set it side by side with like a picture that I took today. And it's just so funny to me because he's just like, he's the same dog, but he's totally different. <laughs> like he was just such a disaster <laughs> when he I first got him. He did not make it. 
he almost did not make it. I mean, he really did. I'm so, but I'm so grateful. Like you know, I was so outdone with him when he first showed up. I was like, this dog is going back. Um, but I'm so glad. I he, I'm so glad I didn't take him back. I'm so glad that we like stuck through it, and I've learned so much about um, you know working working through challenging <laughs> challenging relationships. Um, so yeah, so. Um, I'm, I'm really glad he's here and he's a good boy. So that's exciting. Um, and the other good news is this past week, I finally, um, speaking of like grief and kind of like what it does to you, sort of the highs and lows of it all. Um, I I had, you know, I had a really hard time of getting back to my routines, um, since, um, Madge died in December, um like routines just went out the window and then you add the pandemic to that and like routines like were just obliterated um so I hadn't been doing meal prep I hadn't been walking or exercising at all um and so uh this past week last couple of weeks I've gotten a lot better with meal prep and like my meal prep is back on track and then this last week um I actually like have been going to bed early, waking up early, going for my morning walks, you know, and starting off, you know, with short distances or whatever, um, trying to manage some of the uh, girl, because, you know, like you get older and you stop doing stuff. And every time you go back to do it, it's like five times harder than it used to be to go back to do it. Um mm-hmm. So just my body's reaction to like, oh, you think you're going to just get up and move, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, well, that's what I thought I was going to do. But apparently you have other ideas. So I'm like nursing my foot. That's like kind of like been sore despite all the stretching, despite all the icing, despite all the everything that I tried to do to prevent that, like it's still sore. So but anyway, it's it's more about just the fact that I'm back out there, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and it feels really good. And, um, and, you know, and I just realized too, like how much of it was tied to my grief around Madge because, you know, my morning routine is I get up super early cause I like to be out, um, whether it's running or walking, I just like to be out before everybody else. You know, I don't like to be mm-hmm. out with a bunch of people. And so I usually get out the door by like 5:15, 5:30, you know. Um and um and what I do is I, you know, I get dressed, I go to the kitchen and I stretch in the kitchen and then I go out the back door. And I realized that one of the things about that that um was kind of subconsciously keeping me from doing that was that when Madge was alive, she would come with me to the kitchen and like, you know, mm. so like you're doing like, I would, she was kind of like my stretching buddy. Like, like I would do, you know, like you do like your, where you like stretch, like you uh, stand with your feet like far apart and like bend forward. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, like kind of like stretch to the center and then to your left leg and then to your right leg, you know? Um, And when I would do that, she would sit like directly beneath me, like, you know, in the center. So when I would stretch to my center, like she would be there, like kind of like purring and just (laughs) sitting there, you know, and then I like stretch to my left foot and she'd still be there. And I'd like walk my hands back over past her, like I pet her on my way back over to my right foot, you know. Um, 
And it really wasn't until like when I went, the first day I went walking was Tuesday. So Tuesday morning when I got dressed, laced up my shoes, went to the kitchen and I started doing that and it hit me. Like I was like, oh, you know, yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, it was just like one of those moments of like, okay, like this, this was part of it. Like this was part of what I was avoiding was um, having this moment right here where I remember you know, this is, she's supposed to be here for this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, so it's, I think, um, you know, I've been talking about my whole like grief journey for a while now. And I just think it's really important to talk about, like, I think it's really significant for people to be able to, you know, just speak really freely about the things that are hard. And I think that th- right now in this season, things lots of things are hard, you know, whether you've had personal loss or whether you're just struggling with this pandemic and the ways in which it's changed your life, um, whether that's work-related or health-related or people that you've lost as a result of the pandemic or uh, whatever it is, like in that it's okay to have emotions around all of it um, and that the healthy thing to do is to talk about it and process it. And if you have to see a therapist um, and work through um, with a grief counselor, then like do those things, like do the things that are healthy for you um, so that you can get to a place eventually where you work your way back to um, healthier habits um, because you can't get back to the healthier habits until you work through the stuff that you need to work through emotionally. So, um, so yeah, so that's my little PSA. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, um, something similar for me, um, just doing today was good. Like I wanted to kind of go out and about and I was like, no, instead I just kind of cleaned and, um, like I said, got myself together a little bit. didn't really do any work today. Mm -hmm. Um, going to get started early, but I've just been dealing a lot with, um, yeah, just the pandemic. Like I've been feeling kind of blah. It's not like usual, my usual feeling of being overwhelmed. That's not what this is. Mm-hmm. It's just a feeling of just kind of being in this holding pattern, it feels like, and just the uncertainty, which is kind of hard for people who like to be in control. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not knowing what, you know, when this is going to end, you knowing that it's not going to be anytime soon. And it's a constant state of like, okay, I'm good okay, I'm not good, I'm good, I'm not good, because it's so uncertain, everything is so up in the air, so Mm. it's just a constant, you know, kind of back and forth, and me just trying to identify ways or things that I can do um, to help kind of with this process or gain a little bit more peace with with that in terms of my, like, daily routine, because, like, Mm -hmm. you know, going to a house, like, I just want to, like go out to brunch like it, mm. it'd be like a normal thing and like sometimes I'll go run an errand like and I'll like just get out the car and just like start walking I'm like where are you doing like go get your mask so right. it's just like the um you know that feeling of like gosh I just wanted to like I miss going to the office like mm-hmm. I go to the office now just to like like maybe once or once a week mm-hmm. maybe once every other week to like check, you know, if there's any mail there, pick up packages and that kind of thing, go, hey, and leave. But, um, yeah, like I miss that. Like I miss my colleagues and like the camaraderie and 
Like, right. I'm a hugger. Like, I'm not a big, like, empath, but I do, like, I'm a big hugger. Mm-hmm. And so I miss, I miss that. And it's so sad. Um, Like, me and the city, like, we don't, like, hang out. Like, it's basically, like, passing here, you know, you know, okay, let me drop this off to you. Okay, let me go pick this up. That's right. basically our interaction. So, um, you know, like, and I'm not hugging the kids. And one of them just break, broke the rules one day and just, like, full on race it just like gave me a hug and he was like I can't help it like I just have to so then I was like okay God so I was leaving and he you know they were like at the door but he came out on the porch it was just kind of like laid over the side of the porch and looking at me as I like walked to my car and she's like she's like come back inside what are you doing he's like I was like no what are you doing he's like I'm just looking at you. Mm, sweet boy. And she was like, go get in the car before you start crying. <laughs> I was like, I know too late. <laughs> and I was like, I miss you. And he's like, I love you too. And it was oh. like, I was like, oh, I miss like cuddling with my baby. Right. So yeah. So I was like, this is just so and I'm like, I'm just ready for all this to like be over. Yeah. I know. It's, I miss I miss my routine. Like I never realized how much of a routine like <laughs> mm-hmm. I had yeah. until like it got totally disrupted. I was like, yeah, yeah. So it's hard. That's just it. It's hard. I'm just like okay, like being okay with the fact that it's hard and mm-hmm. just just trying to keep trucking along and Mm -hmm. you know working and all of that so that's kind of where I am yeah that makes sense yeah it is it's hard I mean and I I feel like I um I've I've been saying since the beginning one of the things that I'm so grateful for is that my routine at least Monday through Friday feels very similar like um Mm -hmm. you know because since um we're considered an essential workers like you know my my work mm-hmm. life has stayed well it hasn't stayed the same my work life is a lot harder than it used to be but it's still at least monday through friday the schedule you go i, go, I, I you, see my co-workers yeah. we we commiserate you know together about mm-hmm. the things that are difficult at our job and um and we get to do that every day and then i just you know the really what's different for me is from Friday night to, you know, Monday morning, like, it's totally different. Like, I don't do any of the things that I, I don't do anything, basically. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) yeah, that's the thing, like, no going out, and Mm -hmm. some people, most people here, I think, are being pretty, are really good, especially in the city, Mm because someone had a, like, a funny meme, um, like, a Twitter thing, and it was like, why is Atlanta fighting with Georgia? Right. And someone was like, because Atlanta is black and Georgia is white. Right. And I was like, that <laughs> right. pretty much I mean, that's up. It. Yeah. That's it. Because, like, in Atlanta, like, everyone's wearing masks. You right. know, we've been, ro- Keisha tried to roll us back to one. It ha- We haven't done that. But, like, there are still a majority of restaurants who are only doing carry out and take out. Um, Everyone is requiring masks for you to come into the store. Um, yeah, which is like the governor is more, you know, um, not what the governor said, but 
Yeah, like they're like if you go to a Target, any store in the city, one neighboring city that has signs talking about you need to be wearing a mask like along the street. Mm-hmm. So like people within like Metro City City are taking it seriously. You know, like seriously. Yeah. Um, as many of you have seen. Some of the more rural areas are kind of outside of the city. Mm-hmm. Paulding County, I'm talking to you, <laughs> um, are not requiring masks. And they mm-hmm. are full on, the kids are full on in school, sitting in crowded classrooms. Mm. You know, and, you know, and they've already shown, like, they suspended the girl who took the picture. That is so crazy. Yeah, explain about the picture She's... for people who haven't seen it. So basically, it's a picture of like in, I think the principal said it was at dismissal. Mm-hmm. So there were just like a uh, hundred of kids in a hallway. Like you know, you we've all been to high school. Yeah. How people are in a hallway mm-hmm. when you're trying to leave school, like sardines, packed, mm-hmm. and like you could see like maybe one or two kids in the picture wearing masks. Right. So. It's like insane. So they're not requiring them to wear masks at all in Paulding um, School District. Um, and one girl took a picture, posted it on social media, big uproar, and they s- suspended her. And some other kids, too, who took pictures or video and added it on social media because of a school rule that I'm sure they do not. Enforce, you know, enforce yeah. because they can't because kids have these kids have cell phones all the time. Right. So they're like they're not supposed to have cell phones and like their privacy issues. They're not supposed to take pictures of like other students and that sort of thing. I was like, you know, you don't enforce this rule because right. it's like nearly impossible because all these kids have multiple devices and they're always on them. So yeah, so they suspended her like for a long, like a week or something. And, um, and I was like, dang, like I could like nearly kill somebody and not get suspended for a week. Like that's insane. <laughs> right. So you get the fight and not be suspended, suspended for, you know, a right. week. And so there was so much backlash. It hit like TMZ, like everything. Mm-hmm. So they um, rescinded it the suspension they rescinded the suspension but you know since this time they're like there have been a couple a few cases now of COVID among students and some of the teachers so I don't know if they're Hmm. like canceling class or doing any kind of cleaning or what their plan is but pretty much I think there is no plan they're just going to keep going back to doing that's, this so these kids so are going to keep you know spreading it you know taking it back to their parents and their meemaw and right. just yeah this is what this is what's going to happen so yeah i mean this american like america's fine like whatever you know this is the only <laughs> thing i know you know like you know you know what i'm saying this is the only thing i know america's fine <laughs> we have a lot of things that we need okay title america's fine you know america's <laughs> fine <laughs> You know, it's fine. Whatever. Um, but oh my gosh, this like individualism. I keep talking about this because it's just so annoying to me, mm-hmm. and I feel like 
most Americans don't have that sense of, you know, of community. Like someone outright said, so what, I'm supposed to wear a mask to protect people I don't even know? Yes! Yes. Yes! Why would I do that? They just need to stay at home. Wow. Okay. Wow. Some people actually can't stay at home because they're they have to go to work because you need to go to um to Target. So right. you know, so wear yeah, wear a mask for them. Like, what are you doing? So it's just like, yeah, everyone's so selfish and only thinks of themselves. And I feel like in other communities, other ethnicities don't have that thing because we're more uh, community oriented. Like I feel black people are very, for the most part, we're very like, you know, we have this thing of something we see another black person doing something, like how we identify with it or right. we like Whether are it's embarrassed by like, proxy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. it, or proud or like, yeah, we're, oh, like we randomly did it. proud about somebody that you don't know or randomly like I mean, humiliated by someone you don't know. Growing up, like like Issa Rae, like I just I'm just rude for everybody black. Right. Like if you were watching Family Feud and it was a black family, oh, yeah, on there, it was like I won. Yeah, so, like we <laughs> like been that way, and I feel like other cultures, you know, immigrant groups are like they they feel the same. They get the community thing, right? And it's such an American ideal, and I was just like, oh my. Gosh, it's driving me crazy. Like, it's good, but like, it's being weaponized. And I was like, I just, I don't appreciate it. Like, it's, well, it's, it's just, curating me. You know, and it's like, there was a really um, cynical uh, meme that someone had put out that said, um, this was a few weeks back, but basically it was like, um, it turns out the worst thing you could have told us is that you're wearing the mask to protect somebody else. And I was like, yeah. oh, you know, like it just it was like it hit me in the gut because I was just kind of like, oh, please. Like I was like, I so don't want that to be true. And yet like it is, you know, like I feel like because to me, like that was actually like I for, I never had a problem with it. But I think I even said early on in the podcast, one of the best things, one of the best things that I had heard very early on, like in March, early April, when all of this just started was, you know, think of it as you're infected and you're trying to protect other people from being infected. Like, don't think about it as you're, you know, like, it's not so much that you're mm-hmm. going to catch, you know, so, and I remember thinking like, oh, that's such a good way to like, you know, like to me, nope. like I was not just like, for everybody, right. but like, I was like, oh, apparently, no, that's not, a, <laughs> apparently that's not moving to anybody or a lot of other people, you know, to think of it's it that not, way. It's not. It doesn't resonate with certain groups of people I've seen. And I'm just like, it's, it just boggles my mind. Cause I was like, I would feel so guilty if I was being around like an older person. Like I care about the people in my community and I want all of us, all of us to be safe. And I, I really feel like even with, um, the occupant was soon as it was revealed that it was hardest hitting. And like people of color, like we stopped getting those daily briefings and updates and all that. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. And so it just, it's just disheartening. 
Yeah. Um, I just saw a thing where New Zealand hasn't had any new cases in a hundred no. years, a hundred days, hundred years, hundred days, a hundred <laughs> years, a hundred days, and other countries are handling this and like not just China who can you know basically force people to do what right, they want to do right. like martial law yeah yeah like barring you in the door like I just saw I was on um what was it Instagram and there's a person here who was a nail tech and she was doing you know like we can do that they were she was doing doing nails mm-hmm. and later someone was like hey her client text was like hey I left my phone. Can I come get it? No, I left my keys. Can I come get them? She's like, sure. Come on back. Went up, and then she was like, hey, girl, I just want you to know that I tested positive for COVID. Um, you need to quarantine yourself for 14 days. Get tested and quarantine yourself for 14 days. I'm sorry. I just really need to get my nails done. You saw how bad they looked. And she was like, you know that I'm like immunocompromised and I asked you Wow. Before we made this appointment, if you had any symptoms or were mm-hmm. you around anyone who had symptoms and you told me no, she's like, oh, I know. I just really had to get my nails done. You saw how bad they looked. And I, you know, tested positive two days ago and I've been in the house for two days. I just had to get out. Oh and this gosh. is what I'm talking about. Like, how selfish can you be? Oh, like that. Like That's crazy. I that's mean, just like, unbelievable. Yeah. So, like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, it's like the best thing about America, and then at the same time, like the worst thing about us at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's and it it's like it and it took like I feel like it's taken like this pandemic to bring it so clearly to the surface in terms of like you know I mean because anything like any like any attribute positive you know like um has like to like its full out extent will have a negative side to it right so yeah like Mm -hmm. rugged individualism blah blah like that's great like generally speaking or whatever but then you 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 come to something like this where a community effort is what's needed and a community approach Mm -hmm. is what's needed and you know yeah the individualism is not so handy anymore Um, and I feel like it's People can rally together in certain instances, like in like something that they can see, like the Twin Towers, like 9-11. Well, and I was thinking about that today, too, though, because I feel like, gosh, you know, and the, you know, 9-11 happened and the entire country like pulled together, you know, and like everybody, like, even though it's like still super inconvenient to like get on a plane, you know, just because it's like, take your mm-hmm. shoes off, do this, do that. Don't bring this. Over. We're still doing it. We're no one's complaining about it. No one's complaining about that. And, and not to say only, but like com- comparatively with coronavirus deaths and 9-11, we lost, what was it? 3000 people. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. we're like at uh, the last number I read was 165,000 dead. Mm. You know? And I'm like, how is this different? You know, it's, yeah, I mean, I get that it's not like a terrorist attack. Like, it's so, like, you can't see it. It's not as, like, right. apparent, like, you know, like you're, what you're saying, you know, but I'm just sort Again, of like, you... but you do know that these, like, you, like, you know, I, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not addressing the people. Because this is another instance where, 
you I didn't know people who were affected. Right. Directly. I didn't know anyone who died in the Twin Towers, but I Yeah. I still find it um devastating. I I still think it's right. one of the like most like you know just a mark on like our history in terms of like the devastation and you know at a moment in time that we all like it's our JFK you know all of that you know so I just I don't get and I'm not talking to the people who think it's a hoax like for everybody who understands that these numbers are real like what are you what (sighs) like it's just I I I don't understand. And the thing is, like, like, if everybody would just wear a mask, like, to go run errands, to do your thing or whatever, like, we could get back up and running. Like, we could Mm -hmm. be, like, you know, like, so many parts of the economy could be back in place if people would just wear masks. But since everybody wants Mm -hmm. to, like, dig their heels in the ground about it, then it makes it impossible. Like, it's, like, the very thing that you are saying you want you're working against mm-hmm. by, you know, by being stubborn and, you know, whatever it's, I don't get it. I'm selfish. Huh. Yeah, it's just, yeah, I'm just, I'm just over, I'm just over it. I'm just like, this, ugh, so annoying. It is. <laughs> it's so annoying. It's infuriating. I was like, it's infuriating. Like, like I said, like in my daily life now, like I don't really see people. Like, I think I saw, I went to where did I where was I? I can't remember where I was. I'm like I go like all these places. I was in a store and I saw a couple that didn't have a mask. And like you, I mean, literally, that's like it's so stark. I'm like, what? They wear masks? Like that's weird. Like you like you they stand Mm -hmm. out because everybody is wearing masks. So it's just. Uh, it's just, and you know, this is Atlanta, so people are taking it next level with the masks, you know, with the, you know, matching them to the outfits and whatnot. So, oh, I'm sure. I'm know. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the same in LA. Like, everyone is wearing masks everywhere I go. There's really yeah. nowhere. I mean, I'm, this, I'm talking everybody, people on, um, you know, skateboards, people uh, running, you know, jogging down the street, people like everybody mm-hmm. is wearing masks, you know, like um, every car, you know, like um, where I live, like there's the you know, everybody parks out front, you know, and every mm-hmm. car you can see like the people have masks like either on their dashboard or hanging from their rear view, like there's not a single car. That's that where I keep mine. Yeah, like, you know, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. And I have like, yep. I mean, I have like one in the car, one on my front door, one on my back door, just so that no matter which way I exit, you know, if I'm just going for a walk mm-hmm. with a dog, like I've got my mask on me. If I'm in the car, like, you know, I'm so like, yeah, like in LA proper, like there's no issue. It's just the further out you get that there's, mm-hmm. there's drama. So Oh, I did want to mention this too, the airport. Like, so, so I, I think I was complaining about this earlier because I'm just like a hater. Someone on Instagram was, um, that we follow us was, you know, on a, in, in the Caribbean mm-hmm. and they were talking about come, they came back and they were like, came back to the airport, no like check, no temperature check. No, nothing, no, nothing saying like you need to quarantine or you need to do this or you do that. And so I was like, you know, like when during the Ebola thing, 
it, there were stricter, like during Ebola, during SARS, all of that. Like there were more precautions in the airports than there are now hmm. for something that's killed way more people than any of those other diseases. So I was that's like, crazy. wow. Yeah, that this so was, was like, coming back into the states or leaving the states. Yeah, she was. She was. She said both ways. She said oh, both, both ways. in both directions. That's insane. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was like, so I don't know like what she got when she what happened when she got to the Caribbean because I know so like okay, I've never felt that less. We used to have one of the most powerful passports in the world, True. and now we can't really go anywhere. Right. So. It's yeah. Hmm. So yeah, she was saying like just coming into Hartsville because earlier on, like I know someone who went to Europe and I guess you know, during you know, it was kind of more prevalent there during this time. Mm-hmm. They had to be they were stopped and they had to be quarantined um when they got back for 14 days. Hmm. So I guess because those numbers from those other countries aren't as high, they're not requiring it, but Right. I'm I mean, like, basically, I guess yeah. that does make sense, like, if anything. Yeah. But I'm surprised that, like, it's coming, the other coming way. from the States, that she, where, where she was going, here she was She going. may have been. I don't know. I was you like, know, nothing like, happened at the airport. But so, there's something probably did happen while she was there. But they didn't imagine. make her, they didn't make her quarantine there for 14 days. Right. I'm surprised. She wasn't there for 14 days. Yeah. Because we can't so. even go to Europe right now. Mm-mm. Not that, so I don't blame them. them. Yeah, I I don't either. I was like, I wouldn't want us there either. But I like with everything that happens with like us and other countries. I was like, we're not the bad guys. It's not us. It's those people. Right. Don't judge us <laughs> yeah. all by those people. Yeah. yeah. Like I hate getting like you know sullied by association. But yeah, that's what we're at. That is where we are. Yeah, because everybody else thinks as a collective, like your community. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, well, there you have it, folks. Boo. Boo. All right. Boo. That's why I hate group projects. This is like one big group project. Oh my gosh. And I can't even carry the weight. Like right. it's like I'm still doing everything I can do. We're still failing. <laughs> we're still failing. Because yeah, it's it's uh, it's yeah, a group, so that's like, it's it's, like, it's a group it's project the, that won't end. <laughs> like the worst group project ever. Because like I said, I could save a group project. I can't save this. Like there's not enough of us. Oh I can save God. a group project, but this is like yeah, I'm doing everything I can. I'm still we're still going to end up failing. It is. Yeah. Nope, that's it. That's exactly mm. what it is. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, what are you going to do? Mm. God, I'm moving to New Zealand. Uh, I mean, Barbados. I'm not mad at either of those. Move over there. Yes, I'm like, I saw that. Pay me to move to Barbados. Thank you. Please I will do it. Please, please. I'll do. figure out what from distant work thing I can do. Distance working. Oh yeah, I was like, yeah, well, that's something to figure out. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'd work anywhere. Yeah. All right. All right, girl. Well, we've covered everything. We did as usual. As always. True to our promise. Yeah. Thank you for listening, folks. And we'll thank you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.
Wait Tell Me Everything is written and produced by Kristen and Andrea. Find all available listening platforms at anchor.fm forward slash wait tell me everything. Subscribe, rate, and review to help us get the word out and get social with us on our Facebook page or follow us on Twitter and IG at wait tell me pod. Questions, feedback, or something you'd like us to tackle? Email us at waittellmeeverything at gmail.com.